All right, so we are here for episode one of Pushing Properties with Miss Property Manager. And I am so thrilled to be here with y'all today because I just, you know, am so excited to spread what I know about property management. But I'm also excited to engage with others and hear what they know, share what they know, allow people to meet. You know, you just never know where this podcast could go. And so I just am really happy to be here and, you know, just be starting something, if you will. Now, I know those that might be watching that are in the property management industry are probably like... (gasps) Because let me tell y'all something, in property management, we don't talk about property management. Like, it's so hush-hush. Whatever you go through at your job um, from 8 to 5, it's technically supposed to be kept like hush-hush. And I do want to say this, on this podcast, there are a lot of things that I'm going to keep hush-hush out of respect for, you know, different companies, different property owners, different residents, or different situations. But we're going to talk. Oh, we're going to talk and we're going to share the good, the bad, the ugly with property management because it is such like a detailed job. I remember um, my husband used to be like, girl, you don't do nothing all day. You just sit in the office. And I'm like, that's cap. Like, I feel like all day I'm like going crazy. And so a lot of people honestly do just think all we do is sit in a leasing office and just give you all cookies. And it is not that at all. Like, it is so detailed and there's so much going on and so I'm just so glad to be able to share my stories um I want to have people from the industry on I want to have past residents on I want to have current residents on I want to have vendors you know let's let's all things property management let's engage let's talk and we're gonna kick this door in on property management because I'm done with the hush hush okay I'm done with it (laughs) like let's reach one teach one and let's all just develop a community because you never know where this could take us So for today's episode, um, we are going to get into something that has honestly been my passion for the past, I would say, year. So I moved to Atlanta probably about a year and a half ago, and um, the company I currently work for um, is an amazing company. It's a large single family company based out of Atlanta. And if you are here from my social media, you have seen the hot mess that I have uploaded so many times that just kind of go into what I see when I go out into these Atlanta streets and knock on doors. So a lot of my social media feed right now is the state of the houses that are on my profile. And a lot of people are like, girl, what are you doing? So what I want everyone to know is when I'm out there knocking on doors in Atlanta, I'm typically doing one of two things. Um, One of them is if I'm knocking on a door, that person could be under eviction. So I'm trying to meet with them and talk to them and see what are their plans as far as paying the balance. Or if it's already too late in the game, the sheriff has already spoken and they're going to come do a set out. I'm trying to kind of meet them in the middle, make sure we know when they're going to move out and kind of what their plans are. Um, Because a lot of times when people are in eviction and the balances just grow, you know, a lot of times people just go silent. And I understand why someone can go silent when you have a balance um because I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm perfect honey I've had balances before 
you know? And so sometimes you just don't want to talk. You just kind of want to filter it out. But what I can say to anybody watching this is if you are in eviction and you have someone from the company that you were renting from trying to come out and engage and connect and speak with you, you know, it might be awkward, but just take the time and talk to them, hear them out. They might have a proposal for you that could help you out. Um, or they might just be trying to let you know, hey, the sheriff's going to be here on this day. You know, just make sure you're aware because honestly, one of the most hurtful things, and I haven't had to see it actually happen in lifetime in a while is unfortunately the eviction setouts. Um, so that's one of the things that I'm typically doing. But another thing I'm doing is walking houses where we are showing that it should be vacant, but at some point it was reported to us that it is now occupied. Um, so usually I'm out there just trying to see who is living in here. Um, and so that is really going to be what this whole podcast is about today is the scammers and the illegal occupants in Atlanta because it is out of control. Okay, I'm gonna say that again because listen... I'm so happy to see this week there is more conversations in the Atlanta news media regarding these housing scams, these scammers, these sweet people that have been scammed because it is out of control. Okay? And another thing we're going to learn about me on this podcast is my name is Simone and it means to be heard. <laughs> and if you've ever worked with me, ever been around me, I have no problem vocalizing my thoughts. And this is my platform and this is what we're going to do. Now, I don't really know who I need to direct this to. I don't know if it's Mayor Andre Dickens. I don't know if it's Miss Bonnie Willis. Listen, now I know that we are focused on YSL, Young Thug, this whole trial, the RICO situation. But let me tell y'all what the real RICO is in Atlanta. These housing scammers are an entire gang in the Atlanta submarket, and they are absolutely annihilating people out here. And when I say people, I'm speaking of the property owners. I'm speaking of the people that are giving money by the thousands. They are literally being annihilated. Let me give y'all an example. So I can literally go out to a house right now um, and know that there is someone in this house that shouldn't be. Well, actually, let me start over. So... <laughs> When I say that the housing scammers in Atlanta need to be considered a gang, they really do. I have been in situations where I am out in these streets knocking on doors and I am talking to people who have been scammed. Meaning when I show up and knock on that door, they have no idea who I am. They don't even trust to talk to me, which I understand because last they knew the person that they signed a lease with was the actual property owner. So when I show up with security and a maintenance guy, all they see is these three people walking up and they're like, what are y'all doing? And I'm like, well, hi, you know, I represent, I represent such and such company and we have that this house is supposed to be vacant. And so there's always this awkward silence of like, and then they'll do the, and me, you know, I'm like, 
And it's like, well, ma'am, I'm sorry if you don't know, but you know, we are the actual owners for this home and we're showing that it's supposed to be vacant. So I'm here today to talk to you about your options. And when I say that, all hell breaks loose. All hell breaks loose. These people have literally been scammed to the point that they have given their last to move into somewhere and they're just so happy because they finally got into a house. Another thing that I want to point out is the company I work for is all single family houses. So I'm not dealing with apartments at this current moment. These are houses. So the people are moving in. They're ecstatic. They've got kids. They've got a garage. They've got two stories. You know, they've got a backyard. You know, they can have a dog. So these people are giving their all. And we all know in Atlanta or anywhere in general, it is expensive to live anywhere nowadays. So we've got people that are given three, four, five, six, thousand dollars to these scammers and typically we are so on top of it with the company I work for that it's typically reported to us that someone has moved in typically within 24 hours but worst case maybe three to five days so we're out there quick and I mean we're out there as soon as we get notification. So by the time we get there, you know, they're, they're still unpacking boxes. And so it's usually a very uncomfortable situation because I'm having to tell somebody, you have been scammed, you know? And then they see me with security. And so it's just a mess. But the real issue here is this. When the person that moved in with the supposed landlord, property owner, however we want to put it, when they move in and they get a whiff of they have been scammed and they reach out to that scammer, that's it. They will never talk to that scammer again. The scammers are so good that they've literally got property management software. I have been in property management 11 years. I considered at one point before I moved to Atlanta starting my own property management business. When I myself looked into developing and creating a property management company, the software, all this, that, and the third, I was like, oh my gosh, it's too much right now for me to deal with. Let me tell you something, baby, them scammers told me basically by me seeing this, that girl, you need to get it together because the same software platforms that I was considering using and the same platforms that some of these larger property management companies are using, these scammers are using. So hear me out. They are so business minded that they are literally using property management software to run these scam properties. So they're running it like a business. They've got websites. They've got, you know, you can pay your rent online. Like, listen to me. These people are serious. So when I say, you know, YSL and all this other stuff is a gang, baby, these housing scammers are a gang as well. So all this initiative that we're taking with YSL, we need to take it with these housing scammers because they are screwing people over by the thousands. And the people who give, gave their money, they will never see those scammers again. And nine times out of 10, 
the government or the city officials or the lawmakers will never take the time to investigate every lead to find out who those scammers are. So guess what? The scammers just keep going because they're winning. They're winning. They're winning. Like imagine I've been doing this for a year and a half. I would not underestimate by saying I have not, I have talked to over 200 people in Atlanta who have been scammed. So if we do the math, let's do the math. I'm not good with math. So we're going to pull out a calculator. <sighs> All right, so let's say every house I've been to, which this is not actual, but the number I typically hear is between three and 6,000 that they give in a scammer. So let's just meet in the middle. Let's just say 1,500 to be nice. Times 200 houses. I can tell y'all this, I've legally been doing property management in Atlanta for a year and a half and I made that, I might need to go be a scammer. 300,000, that's 300,000, wow. But you know, like, I just need y'all to understand these scammers are making bukus of money and the people that are losing are two people in my opinion, the property owners and the residents. The property owners are losing. Here's why the property owners are losing. The property owners are losing because the second that somebody moves into their house, they start losing rent automatically. They start gaining charges for maintenance repairs automatically. They now have to pay eviction court filings automatically. Because typically when these people move in, if they are being scammed, whoever the scammer is, they are either drilling out that lock or breaking in somehow and making repairs to where it looks like nothing ever happened. You know who's going to have to pay for all that? Not them scammers because you're never going to hear from them again. It's the property owners. Let's also go into how backlogged the courts are in Fulton County or in Metro Atlanta. A person that has been scammed can stay in a house for months for months they can be in a house three four five six i promise y'all one of the first houses i went to now this person tried to tell me that they were scammed and the documents could not be provided to me to show that they were truly scammed but i'll tell you this that was one of the first houses i went to last spring they just got evicted maybe two or three weeks ago. That's a whole year. So if you're the property owner and you have a house in Atlanta that you were supposed to be renting out, let's do the math. Let's just say the house is 1800 a month and they're in that house for a year. Look how much money the property owners just lost. But let's not forget, this is how much the scammers made possibly in one year. Do y'all see the numbers? I don't know how this is not, I don't know how nobody is losing their mind over this, but me. This is crazy. This is crazy. So the owners then have to recoup all that. And goodness forbid that the housing, that the people that were in that house, which typically a lot of the houses that are shown on my pages they're not people that have been scammed. It's typically the squatters, and we'll get into that on another day. But God forbid they damage that house. Oh, oh, and one more thing. The, the utilities, the company I work for legally, they don't want to turn off the utilities. It's not my company. It's not my place. 
I just hush. So follow me here. <laughs> the property owners are losing rent. They are now housing someone for free. They are now paying any utility. So water and sewer, all that stuff, they are paying for an entire year. So let's do some more numbers. Let's say that the average utilities for a home, let's just say 150 a month. It's probably not that because Alabama, uh, not Alabama, <laughs> Atlanta Gas, Atlanta Power, baby, please, through the roof. So let's just say it's 150 times 12. Like these numbers are crazy. So that's, that's one way that the property owners are losing. And let's not forget taxes. Let's not forget any kind of maintenance issues that they would still have to repair, especially if it poses the house is in some type of imminent danger. They got to repair it. As far as the residents that have been scammed, while yes, they were scammed, they have given, a lot of them have given their all to move in somewhere with their families. And just like that, it's gone. And now they have to find somewhere to move. They got to put in new application fees. They got to put in new security deposits. But where are most of these people going to get these funds from when they just use everything they have to move in? So... I'm very pleased today to be able to spotlight a young lady in Atlanta. She's a mother of three who was scammed um, by a housing scammer. Um, that way you all can see exactly how messed up this is for Metro Atlanta. I do want to point out this young lady is not in correlation with the company I work for by any means. Um, she reached out to me via my social media and I have been dying to interview those that have been scammed, not with my company, because I want to be the one to put the word out there. I want to be the one to help try to initiate some type of change because these property owners and these people that are being scammed by these scammers are absolutely being like ripped apart from the inside and it needs to stop. Now, let me be fair. There are certain things that I do feel like property owners could do. Um, you know, the houses that I've been to, for whatever reason that the utilities might be off, um, they're gone. Whoever was living in there, move out quick. Um, I also feel like some of the different methods that um, some of these housing companies are using to rent the homes need to change because that is making it far too easy. Um, you know, we, especially with COVID and the property management world, we were taken out of our leasing offices and brought home. Like I am home right now. I work from home. And so a lot of times we do things based on ease and comfort and, you know, less hassle versus doing things the old fashioned way right? Where a leasing agent goes out there, takes the key, unlock it, locks it, shows it, you know, that could cut down on it. Um, but still to say it's Atlanta, people are going to know what's empty. People are going to know what's vacant. And this is where, this is where I feel like the lawmakers of Atlanta, we really need to have a conversation to see if something more can be done. Because if someone sees that a house is vacant and we all know, we all know it's going to be in certain neighborhoods, but at the same time, it's not. <laughs> if someone sees that a house is vacant, okay, they're moving out. Bet. 
hey, you know they, whatever, whatever, they moved out over there. And that's a done deal. Especially if it's a neighborhood where, you know, everybody's seeing what's going on. <laughs> Someone's going to move right in there. So this is where I feel like the police departments, I, I know there's a lot going on in Atlanta. I really do. I'll tell you this, when I get out um, to a house and... <sighs> This is where it gets complicated, and I don't really want to go on an entire tangent on this podcast, um, this first episode about it, but actually, you know what? I am, because that's what I'm here for. So, again, there's two different situations when I go out to a property. Well, three. There can be an eviction, there can be someone that was scammed, or at that point, it can be a squatter that I'm kind to deal with. I have literally been at houses to meet with people. And I've gotten to the point where I don't even call, I don't even call Fulton County. I don't call any, I do not call anybody because it's pointless. I have been in situations and I've got maintenance security that can literally verify these stories. I have been out on properties, knocked on the door, tried to talk to someone. You know, we reported that someone's in here that shouldn't be. The police come out and they literally will look at me and tell me to leave. I've had a female police officer come out. I explained the situation. You know, I've already, typically if I call the police out because I know how they are, respectfully, if I call the police out, I've typically already spoken to whomever is inside, right? So when I come out the next day because they haven't applied or they're still there or maybe they're causing issues, when I come back out, the police will literally, I remember one time, the police came out. This is the same house I'm talking about. And we were talking and we were trying to get stuff situated or whatever. And this is all within like three minutes. And I look at the girl and I'm like, okay, well, did you apply? And she was like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, um, have you called the police? Have you made a police report? Or have you shown them your fake lease? The, Fulton, the South Fulton County police officer literally looked at me and said, shh. And then the girl was like, and I'm like, okay, okay. Why am I being told to sh in my industry, if a lease is not legitimate, it's fake. Long story short, I have never been anywhere where the police even take the time to write down who, who they, who maybe scanned them. Let me see the lease. Let me get the details. Let me, let me follow up with you. The police will look at me and tell me to leave and tell the person to stay, which is fine. But here's my thing. Do some work, gather some information, take this serious because the scammers are not going to stop. The squatters are not going to stop. If they know that the police are called out and the police does not care they won't do anything and all they got to do is wait for a court date and that could be three to six to a year months that they're sitting there for free it's not gonna stop so at this point it needs more from like law enforcement the agencies i don't know what needs to happen but i'm here to help um but anyway that was my little tangent i'll i'll do a whole nother episode on squatters um because specifically i want to focus on the scammers and those who have been scammed um so I'm going to bring this young lady on and we are going to get into a little brief interview. And then I do want to say um, I'm going to attach my website down below. If anyone has been scammed and they want to share their story, please let me know um, because I want to gather as much information myself and keep up with it myself because we might eventually be able to crack what's going on and where, but we got to start somewhere. So please 
hit um, my website that I'll link down below, do a contact form. Um, I do plan on interviewing a lot more people that have been scammed if you would like to make a donation um, because I feel like there should be something that I could do in regards to helping those who have been scammed because a lot of times, you know, they've given all that they can. They've given all that they can and, um, you know, just something to maybe help with them to find a new house, whether that's an application fee, something towards a deposit, anything like that. Um, we just got to start somewhere. Um, I was at one house. Hopefully I can interview this lady. Um, she has six kids, six kids in a house and she's got to get out. Um, and so it, it's just sad. And a lot of times people are going with what they think is the best option because they know that they might not be able to be approved elsewhere, which I completely understand. Um, but we just need to slow down when releasing, you know, look at more information and just kind of, you know, go from there. That way, hopefully you could prevent yourself from being in this situation. But I know a lot of times when people are in some kind of situation like that, they're just trying to move somewhere. So I also want to talk about my tips that I would like to give to help you know what to look for to make sure you're not being scammed.